Hey, it's just me, Paula Poundstone. I want to tell you about a headgum podcast I think you're going to love. Fake the Nation with Nagin Farsad, which I've done a few times now. So much fun. You may know Nagin from her TED Talk, from NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, or her book, How to Make White People Laugh. On Fake the Nation, Nagin and a rotating cast of her funniest, smartest, and most politically astute friends, people like Samantha Bee, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Paula Poundstone, Larry Wilmore, <laughs> Margaret Cho, and more. Break down the news, make you laugh, think, and deliver a gut punch to humanity. Wait, do we really want to deliver a gut punch to humanity? I thought we wanted to uplift humanity, support, <laughs> uh, protect humanity, but apparently Nagin has gone over to the dark side. I'll tell you, I, I have had so much fun doing this show. Nagin tells me that one time I role-played Naomi Osaka's publicist. I don't recall that at all, uh, but... <laughs> I'm going to have to go back to that episode and listen to it because it sounds funny. Uh, Uprox calls Fake the Nation the perfect lighthearted fit for a newsy podcast queue that needs a little levity. Meaning the news needs a little levity, <laughs> not the podcast because it is very funny. Subscribe now so you don't miss another episode of Fake the Nation airing every Thursday. Find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or, and I hate this phrase, Wherever you listen to podcasts, like none of us would figure that out. The spread of misinformation has fueled our cultural divide and increased our collective anxiety about the future. Tackling misinformation isn't a simple task, but it's important. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that's dismantling new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. On the show, a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic walk into a bar and the bartender says, no, 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 it's not that old joke. They dive deep into current events such as RFK Jr.'s involvement in mainstreaming dangerous anti-vax rhetoric. Urgh. They crowdsource, research, analyze, and dream up answers to the problem with, get this, proven science as their ultimate guiding light. I highly recommend you check out Conspirituality's fascinating episodes on creating comedy in the MAGAverse with Jordan Klepper or RFK Jr. flirting with body fascism. And you've listened to a bunch of them at this point, Paul, I know, and you tell me you love it. I, I do. They're, they're fascinating, and my favorite part is they use, wait for it, proven science. Science? And, and if, if there's any kids listening, that's a class we used to take. Proven yep. science as their ultimate guiding light. I love that. From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed about misinformation and help you resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now we take you live to French Trump's weekly press conference. It is I, French Trump. I am here for the French Trump presidential press conference. You may begin with your questions. Press. Mr. President, 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 M
renaming military bases that are named after Confederate generals. Why is that? Let me explain. These bases have been named after great fighters who tried to divide our nation. The only way I could see my way clear to renaming these bases is if we name them after another group of great dividers. Instead of Fart Hood, we'll have Fart Miller. Instead of Fart Penning, we'll have Fart Bar. We'll have Fart Mnuchin, Fart Don Jr., Fart Eric, Fart Melania, Fart Graham. We'll have Camp Ivanka. But the biggest fart of all will be Fart Donald J. Trump. That I could agree to. And, of course, there will be licensing fees for the Trump name. Next question. Next question. Mr. President. 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 The virus went bye-bye, all gone, and no president has ever done that before. I just signed an executive order to be done with the virus. It's a very powerful executive order. First time in history. No one ever thought of it before. But I did, and now it is gone. Take your masks off, move your seats together, and ask moi another question. Next question. Next question. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. You. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, most of the country has been baffled or even appalled by your tweet accusing Martin Gogino of being Antifa or a provocator. Just to clarify, this is a 75-year-old activist who was pushed down and left to bleed from his ear by members of the Buffalo police. You said it might have been a setup. Can you clarify what you meant by that? Let me tell you something. That guy fell much harder than he had to. When I push 75-year-old men down, which, by the way, Bill Barr tells me I can do if I want, and Mitch McConnell lets me, they don't fall that hard. He did not have to fall that hard. When they look into it, and I've got my people looking into it, I think you will see that he is a stunt man. See how he kind of looks like Tom Cruise? It was probably, it looks like maybe he is Tom Cruise's stuntman. We'll see, but most people think that he is Tom Cruise's stuntman who would be Antifa. Next question. Next question. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. You. You. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Roger Darling, Locks Spread News. There is an outcry in the country to defund the police, meaning reallocate some of the outsized proportion of budgets that go to police departments, to social services, education, and drug and alcohol programs. There are ways to use our tax dollars to help our citizens that don't require sending someone with a gun or a baton. Why are you not embracing these types of reforms? Who will push down the old men if we don't have enough police with guns and batons? Who will pull from the car and taste innocent black college girls? If these reforms take place over my dead body, let it be on your head if the innocent black college girls don't get tased. 
Look, sometimes things happen. Like a police officer will starve a black man for oxygen while the man pleads for his life, or a police officer might shoot an unarmed black man in the back, or they hit the peaceful protesters with the batons. It's breakage, you know, that happens. My mother, she had a Hummel collection. And one day I broke the one with the little boy in leader hosen looking out through the binoculars with the little bird at his feet. It broke when I tried to take the binoculars off to look through them myself. He would not let go, selfish little humble boy. My mother was so upset. I said, Mama, look, you have so many other Hummels. Do not be sad. This one wasn't good. Mama, we can sue his shit out of the Hummel maker. Then she was happy. So that tells you something. Next question. Next question. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. You. Thank you, Mr. President. Sienna Cooper again from the New Yorker. Uh, you have chosen Tulsa, Oklahoma, in which to hold your next rally. Tulsa is the site of the massacre of hundreds of black people in 1921. Your event will be held on June 19th. June 19th is celebrated by many as Juneteenth. It is the anniversary of the emancipation of the last of the African-American slaves in the Confederacy in 1865. Why would you choose June 19th? I am very busy on June 18th. I have meetings and papers to sign. I have to take the car in. I have a parent-teacher conference. I have to repair the closing rod in Melania's closet. Her I-don't-care jacket keeps falling on the floor. I have to repair my glasses frames. That fucking little screw came out, and I can't find it. I'll be down on my hands and knees for hours on the 18th. Next question. Next question. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Yes, you. What's up? You. You. Thank you, Mr. President. Tony Romo again from ABC News. In your tweet, after Seattle protesters occupied City Hall calling the mayor to defund the police, you called the protesters domestic terrorists and Governor Inslee and Mayor Durkin radical. And you said they're being taunted and played at a level our great country has never seen before. You told them... Take back your city now, adding, if you don't do it, I will. You added, this is not a game. These ugly anarchists must be stooped immediately. Move fast. What did you mean by saying you would take back the city of Seattle? I will make the entire city a Trump hotel. I will bankrupt the whole place. Take that, you coffee-drinking mold jockeys. Next question. Next question. Mr. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Yes, yes, you. Mr. President. You. Mr. President. You. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, Roger Darling again, Locks Spread News. As a follow-up to my colleagues' questions, what did you mean by, quote, these ugly anarchists must be stooped? I meant stooped. Next question. Next question. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Over here. You. You. That girl there. You. You. Yes. Cindy Muscatella again with all hearts. What is your response to Mayor Jenny Durkin's tweet? Make us all safe. Go back to your bunker and answer to your threat. No 
more questions, no more questions. Move your seats together and take your masks off, you enemies of the people. No more questions. Ah. This has been a live broadcast of French Trump's weekly press conference. A podcast network.